0: closer mentality. I'm your host Julia Mellett. Today's episode welcomes Corey Camp. His love for swimming actually began with a near drowning experience.
1: It's funny. So my dad swam in college, he was a swim coach my whole life. And you would think like naturally, I would be pushed right into the sport right away. But my mom was very like protective of like, hey, like, let's let Corey be his own person. Like we're not going to have him swim just to be like my dad. And it wasn't until I was actually four years old, I had a near-drowning experience where I was playing around at the pool prior to it opening. And there was a pool vacuum pole hanging in the, uh, I think it was like 14 feet of water. And I decided it would be a good idea to climb this pole. Well, as soon as I climb, the pole slides under and all of a sudden I'm four years old and 14 feet of water trying to navigate how the heck do I swim like what is going on my dad saved me thankfully i had no fear of the water after that but that turned my mom into like hey maybe we should let corey like become a swimmer and like let's put him in some lessons and let him learn and it's funny because the rest is just history i love the water ever since that moment and have been drawn to it and even now over 20 years later it's like i still feel the most peace when I'm in water or near water. So it's,
0: I think it was just meant to be. When his parents enrolled him in swim lessons, they didn't know that it would effectively punch his ticket to a Division I school and shape the rest of his life.
1: I had reached out to Delaware because my roommate that I live with now um, was going on a trip there anyway. And he said, hey, like, why don't you just come with me? And I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, I'll, I'll shoot the coach an email. He saw my times, he was like, we didn't think you would be interested in us, but yeah, we'd love to have you. Uh, (laughs) It's like, all right. So went on my recruiting trip and absolutely fell in love with the environment, fell in love with the coaching staff. They were just super supportive of me and kind of who I was as a swimmer. Um, I was a distance swimmer, which in college swimming doesn't usually carry a lot of like weight to it because I didn't have the versatility of, being able to go on to relays, a lot of relays and score points for the team that way. I was more just, hey, I could benefit the team in my three individual events, and it's kind of about it. So from a recruiting standpoint, it definitely favors the sprinters a little bit. Um, So I had to kind of fight my way for some scholarship dollars, but we made it all work.
0: At first, his swimming statistics lent themselves to accolades and MVP statuses at Delaware, but senior year. Camp realized that his competitive swimming career was coming to an end.
1: To kind of paint the picture there, my first two years at Delaware were really three years, were absolutely phenomenal. I had never finished worse than fourth at the conference meet. I was team MVP twice. Um, I always joke, should have been a third time, but they gave it to a senior. um, Instead, (laughs) I'm not bitter about it, I promise. But, you know, up to that point, I had set seven school records, like was doing really, really well. And then my senior year, we had a lot of just moving pieces. I finished my last ever race as a collegiate swimmer, slower than I had been in high school. The worst place I had ever gotten. Um, And it was over like that. And it was, it took me a lot to process. I, um. I was fortunate my dad was able to time that race. It was a mile, so I got out and, like, kind of gave him a hug of, like, hey, thanks for everything for getting me into this, but definitely not the way that I wanted it to end, um, and I just, I held a lot of resentment for a while towards the coach that I had at the time. I was like, well, if he just trained me better, like, and it wasn't really until years later that I was able to take full responsibility of it, and... I think that's really what it was, was I was trying to push blame and all this onto other people. And as I was doing that, I found myself really unhappy. I put on 40 pounds of what I thought was muscle. But then, you know, after eight months of being 40 pounds heavier, I looked in the mirror. I was like, all right, dude, you got to get this in order because this isn't like your bulking season's over. Like it's time to move again. Um, I ran a mile for the first time then. And My knees hurt, joints ached, I was like, what is this? Like this has never happened in my life before. And that was kind of my wake up call of like, all right, I need to
0: get my own life in order. Performance coaching was his passion. He received a degree in exercise science with a concentration in biomechanics. And he also got minors in coaching science and strength and conditioning.
1: I wanted to learn quite selfishly, like how I could maximize my own performance and it was super cool going from class and I'm learning about heart rate variability or or like motor skill development and then I'm going into swim practice and it's like all of a sudden it's this opportunity for me to just like play around and be like oh okay like this is what it means to when my professor was talking about this like I could actually feel it so I think that really benefited me um on both sides of things like I was a better student because of it but I also was a lot better swimmer because I was just so much more in tune with what was physically going on in my body and then honestly it just became it made sense for me to get into it even though I took a bunch of different career paths first it wasn't until I realized like huh what do I re- what am I really really curious about what do I really enjoy doing like how can I blend the two together and that's how I kind of mistakenly landed on performance coaching I was like wait a second I've always had this innate desire to perform better myself. Like, why don't I help coach other people to do the same? And it looks different for everyone
0: that I work with, which is super cool. He now works with current and former athletes on mastering areas of their performance that have to do less with physical limitations and more on the strength of their mental endurance. Camp works primarily with mindset readjustment because he watched the impact it had on his time in competitive swimming.
1: It's not really until later years and highly competitive and, you know, collegiate or or onwards that it's more so like you've mastered that skill and if you haven't like your performance is showing uh, like I always say for swimming, like it didn't matter what kind of performance that I had I allowed myself the five to ten minute window of cooling down after a race to feel all the emotions that I needed to feel for that race that was the outlet It was like, if I was upset, I could be as upset as I wanted to be in the warm down pool. But the moment that I popped out to grab my towel and like go back to the team area, it needed to be next race. Or if I was done swing for the day, it needed to be, how can I be the ultimate teammate for my people around me that still have to compete? Because I know if I go back with this low energy of like, damn, it really didn't go my way. Like that sucked people are going to feed off of that and they're not going to be set up to go perform well. Um, so yeah, I think I didn't really put that into practice and become aware of it though, until later years, I think it was something that I was always trying to do growing up. Uh, but I wasn't super mindful of it and intentional about it until later when I realized like, Oh, these mental skills are like something we can actually train and we should put time and effort towards like, And it's gonna make a difference okay great i'm sold like let's go
0: he prioritizes gratitude especially in the former athlete population this cohort is seeking a way to activate their athletic capabilities years after their playing dates and camp says that keeping them mindful of necessary workout modifications is crucial but we'll speak on gratitude
1: and then we'll we'll roll through a workout or an activity where they're already primed neurologically because we just talked about this emotion so it's no wonder that when they're going through this workout or exercise that they feel this deeper sense of appreciation and gratitude for what their body can do. And being a performance coach in the former athlete space, I think that's huge because, I mean, I'm, I know I lost that touch when I was out of swimming at first. Like I totally lost sight of what my body could do. Uh, I was more focused on, well, crap, I can't swim a best time anymore. Like life kind of is not as exciting as it used to be. and all of a sudden I was able to shift this perspective and start celebrating like, wow, like my body can run a marathon if I want to. and I can I only have to train like a few weeks to go do it where most people, you know, they hear that and they're like, that's insane. Like that would never be the case. Um, but I started to shift that focus and it was amazing that once I did that, the excitement in my day-to-day life exploded. And all of a sudden I had this deeper sense of appreciation and gratitude for just very little things that honestly I was taking for granted for way too long. I love helping other people understand like their passion their purpose and giving them structure to go chase it and make it happen and make it a reality to wherever they're at right now in their life but I also with working with the former athlete population like I've realized it myself when my physical body isn't in good shape and I can move the way that I want to move and feel good physically like there's going to be a mental disconnect as well so we have to address both I'm a firm believer that we have to address both and that's why I'm always going to be incorporating some sort of movement and I mean think of the hormones and the endorphins that you get just when you move your body and you sweat and you feel good and you connect with other people like that's really fulfillment and what I'm after with people. is just helping them feel more fulfilled, helping them feel more connected to themselves, but also to the
0: people that they're surrounded with, because I think life's better that way. The former athlete demographic the camp services isn't specific to age, and he acknowledges that there isn't one way to help them better attune their bodies and minds, which works for every client.
1: I work with people fresh out of college that are like that 22, 23. And then i've had people upwards of 45 and 50 in kind of the group setting and it's really cool to see the dynamic there i love when the 22 year old like offers an insight that the 50 year old might not have seen and all of a sudden like they're coaching each other and it's beautiful but the like the fresher out of school there's more of that like who am i what am i without the sport Kind of identity processing going on. Whereas on the older side of things, and I'm going to use that term lightly, like I don't think 50s old by any stretch, but on the older side of the demographic that I work with, I think really it's just they know who they are. They're just looking for ways to continue to tap into that and continue to grow. Um, they're a little bit further along the journey, but they still recognize that there's still growth ahead of them, which I, that's how I sum up the athletic mindset in general, right? Is this growth idea of w- we could always improve. Most people just want to trust themselves again and feel like confident in their day-to-day life and feel like they have that sense of purpose that they're lit up every single day. Um, from a physical standpoint, a lot of the people that have worked with me are, you know, just looking to not get back into the shape that they were in when they were competing collegiately or professionally, but to get back into just the routine of moving their body again and like establishing that. Uh, And then the flip side, I've also had people that have come to me that I always say like, they have the physical six pack, like they're absolutely shredded and ripped and it's great. They need to work on the mental and spiritual six pack
0: of like, how can we get in shape into those areas? Working out the mental six pack allows Camp to show these former athletes the power of perspective. For himself, that understanding came when he finally saw the pool as a way to channel relaxation as opposed to heightened competition.
1: It ebbs and flows, right? Like it comes in waves. Like there's definitely times where I've gone to a a pool and have like, I love going there to swim laps on kind of my time. And like, maybe sometimes I'll feel like doing a set and I'm quickly reminded like, I'm nowhere as fast as I used to be Um, and in those moments it's like damn like what would it really take for me to get back to that level and I remember I'm like there's just no like there's no desire there for me to put in the 20 plus hours a week of swimming back and forth looking at a black line I can now be at a place where I can go and use that as a great escape and mindfulness tool of my my own unique to me that I know that works but I don't need it every single day. I can find those same benefits in other things. And that's what I think really helps me when I'm in those lower points is like identifying the core, the root of like why I did the stuff in the first place and being super mindful and intentional of putting that into things that I'm already doing now. And that helps me like snap out of it pretty quick. I mean, Not to say I won't get in a funk for a few days or a week at a time, but it's never extended uh, by any stretch. I know when when swimming stopped for me, I wanted to just like dive right into the next thing and just like forget about it and just be like, well, I was burnt out. Screw it. Like I'm done. And I really wish I took a little bit more time to just pause, process, and really sit with this question of... Who am I beyond this? Like, what am I actually, as a person, as a human being, how did swimming represent that rather than define that? And I think there's a fine balance there of taking the time to process and still moving forward and not dwelling in the past, because, I mean, we all know athletes, former athletes that really just love to relive the glory days of like, "Oh, I was really great. Um, and they're not really doing anything moving forward. I I help. I've found a good balance, and I try to help other people find that balance of like, let's face the past, but like let's also move forward at
0: the same time. At the time, Camp didn't want to be a quote former athlete. The term felt foreign and ill fitting, taking into account all the work and years of dedication he had put in.
1: The words we use matter, right? So, I think when we're talking athletic identity, I was getting so frustrated always referring to people um, that I work with or myself as a former athlete, because in my mind, when I hear former athlete, I envision packing up everything that was to show for my 18 plus year commitment to this thing into a shoe box and like putting it on the top shelf of my closet, and, like let it collect dust and never see it again. And I was like, well, yeah, I've been told like, that's how I should move on from it. Like put it away. And like, Forget about it. But what if we don't? I think we were approaching it the wrong way for so long of like just sweep it on the rug, forget about it. What if we find ways to draw on it daily? And that's kind of what Forever Athlete stands for for me. Is it's like this constant opportunity every single day to draw on something that I've practiced and mastered, and you know spent years and years and years cultivating to get to a certain point. It's why I'm like. I don't care what the the physical challenge is, like, I'm going to still try to push my body in different areas and find some new excitement. That's why running was so exciting for me because I had never really done it before. I wasn't allowed to. Weightlifting, the same thing. Like, I was told I needed to be a super skinny distance swimmer. So what did I do when swimming first stopped? I bulked up and lifted heavy weights and it felt awesome up to a point. I had to find that balance. Um, But Forever Athlete to me is just this constant growth of you can tap back into that identity. And I'm a firm believer that that's if you are an athlete, you're once once an athlete, always an athlete. And that's a a key part of your identity piece that you need to find ways to express that. And when you do, again, your life fulfillment and just your overall quality of life goes through the roof. It was this playground for so many of us, like quite literally. Um, I always, I, when we're talking about like finding purpose and passion again for people in life post-sport, like I always am like, think back to that feeling of like, when you first found soccer, when I first found swimming, like how freaking fun it was, like all these cool activities, like some of my best memories of swimming aren't winning a conference meet. Like I'm proud of that, but like what really lights me up and gets me excited is the minis to midnight where we were chilling at the pool until midnight and you're eight years old and you're watching a movie after going down waterslides all night. And you're like, this is so freaking cool. Like my parents are letting me stay up until midnight and I'm with my friends. This is amazing. And I'm like, how can I bring that same energy into everything that I'm doing now? Like we hear it all the time, right? Of like, when did we stop playing? Like, why did we have to grow up? So to speak. And I think, we can tap back into that inner child piece a lot and still be serious and like get stuff done. But like flow state's the perfect example of it. Flow state won't come if we're super structured and rigid of like, I need to be in flow state now, like robot, like let's perform and focus. Like there's gotta be that challenge skill sweet spot and, and find that. But also
0: that it's
1: gotta feel light and easy.
0: CAMP created the Forever Athlete to help individuals leaving their sports fortify their competitive edge post-competition. For sports like swimming, where the score is based solely on one person's skill, it's easier for CAMP to replicate that competitive edge. For sports that exist in venues unreachable by the general public, that identity crisis presents differently than CAMP's experience.
1: I relate to the Olympic sports, right, because for most of those, you can just walk out your door and, like, go do. Like swimming, the only added step is like, I have to find a a body of water to go swim in, but it's not like I need to find, you know, 23 other guys to go play football with or (laughs) baseball with whatever that may look like. So I I think it's just being intentional with seeking out opportunities that sort of replicate it. Again, it, it goes back to identifying like the core of why you were drawn to those sports in the first place. Like, believe it or not, even though swimming is an individual sport, like I was drawn from a community aspect of connecting with the teammates. And then I was also drawn to this. I think I'm a, a perfect balance of like extrovert and introvert. Like it depends on the mood that I'm in. Uh, and swimming was perfect for that. Right. Like I could talk to my teammates or I could put my head down in the water and just swim for an hour at a time. So it was that balance. And I once I identified that, it's like, all right, my day-to-day, like I need to make sure that I have planned time where I'm connecting with people like yourself, and that's satisfying the extrovert part of me. And then I need time where I'm just by myself with my thoughts, no music, no nothing, like going for a walk, journaling, reading, whatever it may be, because that's filling my introvert cup, and it's that balance of the two. So I think once I identified that, and that's what I – Encourage people listening in that come from the contact sport background. um, Especially, like, identify why you got into it. And then once you identify that, like, how can you start to get creative and putting those same pieces into play into your day-to-day life?
0: Although he was still able to facilitate his passion for swimming outside of competition, Camp had to shift his mindset considerably. He took it upon himself to begin his brand and his podcast, The Athletic Mindset Podcast, Keeping in mind the variety of athletic mindsets that result from those decades of competition.
1: I've always been fascinated by mindset and the mental edge. And I mean, dating back to early high school, like I was constantly trying to analyze the people that I was racing against, learn their behaviors, learn how they thought, and then use it to my advantage. Like I understood that when I would race certain people, like I needed to get out ahead of them early on so that they just lost complete confidence. And if I was able to hold that lead for long enough, like they'd actually just like give up. They wouldn't finish the race with willpower. And I was like, that's pretty cool to understand. Like I'm gonna start talking about this stuff. And then I also realized like I loved having deep conversations with people like yourself that have a unique perspective and a unique skill set that I would love to learn from. So why not blend the two together, sit down and have conversations around mental performance, mindset, how you live your life, whatever it equates to, and then put that out there and share with the world. It's, it really started selfishly of like, I just wanted an excuse to learn from really cool people. And now it's like exploded into something way bigger than I ever thought it would. And I'm just really, really grateful and honestly proud that I listened to that curiosity and just went for it uh we're almost at 100 episodes which is
0: insane now when camp works with athletes who are transitioning away from their sports he reminds them that while competition is of course a driving force having a mindset conducive to intrinsic motivation is what will last beyond the playing days
1: obviously it's more fun when you win Uh, i would be lying if (laughs) i thought otherwise and felt otherwise but that was always i coached for eight years um, in swimming. And that was actually always my last piece of advice to anyone I coached before they went to go for the race to go out there and have fun. And they would, at first it was like, they would look at me like, you're kidding me, right? Like this is the championship meet. Like that's your advice. Like go out and have fun. And I'm like, "Swimming is lends itself perfectly. Right. Like there's so many pieces to a stroke freestyle, for example, like Your toes have to be pointed. Your kick temple has to be a certain way. Your body position has to be this in the water. Your head position is X. Like, what do you do? How are you pulling water? If we shift our focus into like, that needs to be perfect at that last minute, we're setting ourselves up to failure because we're not, we're too much into this, like thinking from our head versus just playing from our heart. And I think when we're able to play from our heart, that's. We're able to have more fun and we're able to, when we're having more fun, we're able to do harder things with little less effort, which is kind of what flow state is, right? Like we're able to tap into some reserves that we had no idea and in turn doing so you're more likely to win. It's, it's literally that simple, but I think we lose sight as we get a little bit more competitive, higher up in the ranks of whatever sport it is, like we try to flip that formula on its head and be like, well, we need to win. And like, fun is like an afterthought. I think if you can keep that formula the same, who knows, I think a lot would change. I lost a zillion times (laughs) the amount of races that I won. Um, But that doesn't mean like I wasn't a good athlete and that doesn't mean like I can't be a good human and person now as I adopt this forever athlete mentality. It's like, it's just going with the flow, being adaptable, making the most of your scenario and environment and going with it from there. You're just kind of playing the cards you're dealt, but in a way that serves you and benefits you
0: the most. One of the best ways that Camp introduces mindfulness to his clients is through visualization. It's a part of the mental framework of sports that often gets mistaken for imagery. Although visualization and imagery both exist to prepare athletes for competition, imagery doesn't account for all the unplanned scenarios that could potentially throw an athlete emotionally, mentally, and eventually physically off balance.
1: It's like the people that visualize uh, their performance is like only going perfect, which is like good, great. Like I, I'm all for visualization, but you shouldn't always, <laughs> visualize just one scenario like if i visualized the mile being like i dove in and from start to finish i led for the 15 minutes that that race was i'd be setting myself up for some unrealistic expectations going into race day because very rarely was it like start to finish every single second i was leading like i had to start playing around with some other things and yeah if you don't have that intrinsic motivation to dig deep and really just focus on yourself i think is huge uh it's really hard in sport to just say like okay like what can i do to play the best that i can right now and still try to beat some other people in that process ironically you beat more people when you are able to just tune them out and just like focus exactly what you're doing i had a race one time where i was in high school and i was actually racing it was over the summer and I found myself in the A final at this 400 free, uh, race back home. And I was racing a bunch of college swimmers. I'm getting up and I'm like getting a little nervous going up. I mean, these guys are like twice my size at this point. And I'm just like, all right, here I am this little junior in high school. I'm going to go race them and give them my best. And I go to time my suit. And if you're not familiar with swimming, like these suits are like, they're supposed to be super tight. They're super expensive and they take forever to get freaking on and off. I go to tie my suit, and the s- string just snaps. And I'm like, "Oh crap!" I have five minutes until ra- like my race. I can't tie my suit. I don't have enough time to like go get out of the suit and put on another one. Like, what, what am I gonna do? And I I went, and it it wasn't a great race at all. But after that moment, I was like, "All right, you will never catch me not visualizing like any scenario." And it doesn't mean, like, you live into that, um, like, what could go wrong all the time. You're, you're becoming familiar with it so that if and when it does happen, because it will at some point, you're more prepared to, like, plan accordingly and, like, go from there. It's not – you're doing yourself a disservice by not looking at those kind of scenarios.
0: Camp also cautions that focusing too intently on the visualization process can result in a hyperfixation on scenarios that are unlikely to happen.
1: Some people who struggle with mental performance, they are great at identifying the smallest little thing that could throw off their performance, but they live in that space and they're constantly in this state of worry and anxiety. That's where performance anxiety really stems from, is like they're just, they're living in the space of like, what could go wrong? Something's gonna go wrong. Instead of, okay, something could go wrong, but how can I respond? How can I be proactive here rather than being reactive? That race was the perfect example. Like I was not prepared and I was super reactive and my performance showed. Like I was just worried about keeping my suit up over my waist, then like going to swim a best time and
0: compete against some people that would have been really good practice for me to go and compete against. Looking to the future, Camp acknowledges that building his consulting brand around the mental skills that he still practices is a way to never feel too far away from the competitive mindset. I think I'm
1: still fine-tuning it, and that's what makes it so fun, is it's something that I've been able to build a business, a brand, around me, like something that I'm doing anyway. And that's why I'm able to show up the way that I'm able to show up when I want to. Because it's just, it's authentically me. So it's just being intentional with making sure that I am putting what I like preach and teach into practice, into motion myself every single day. Like movement is a key foundational cornerstone of my day. Like it's not like, and it it can look different, right? Like today is a super swamped, busy day for me. And I'm grateful for that means I can't get my nor- my quote-unquote normal Monday workout in that I w- normally would, but I have similar to visualization, right? Like I have that plan B in place of like, okay, in the perfect world, I could get this two-hour workout in and absolutely like be on this high. and I love it, but reality is more, okay, I'm going to get 30 minutes in today and I'm just going to change it up and that's – cool too. It's still moving me towards that destination that I want to go towards. Um, But I'm not letting things, external things come at me and like throw me off from where I'm actually going.
0: If you're interested in learning more about Camp's work, you can follow him on Instagram at Corey Camp. The link to join his free coaching called Your Life Scorecard is in the show notes, along with his paid programs as well. Thanks so much for listening to the 16th episode of Closer Mentality. I'm your host, Julia Miller. You can follow at Closer Mental on Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date on upcoming guests and full-length interviews. If you have an idea for an episode or would like to tell your story, send us a direct message. Tune in next Wednesday when I bring on Michael Manswell to talk about walking on to a D1 football team, mental performance at IMG Academy, and life coaching. See you next week.